She's a tiny girl in a big old world. She's a pup pup. One take one marker. Are you kissing at me? We have a pod mascot today. A motherfucking pod pup. All right. Hi, Lizzie. Hi. How you two been, girlfriend? How I too been? How you two been? I'm good. I just want to kiss this little baby. She got a little pink tongue. Wow. We have Oreo with us today, you guys. I know. I don't know if we're going to be able to focus whatsoever. I think the podcast is canceled. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. And that's the sip. Can you imagine if we just did like 30 minutes of Oreo sleeping? Oh my and God. And they could just watch Oreo. We could put a little mic on her. Aww. She's just a baby. Maybe you should zoom out world. for a second so they can just get a better view of her as well, Chris. They don't really need to see us as much as they need to see Oreo. Um, should we let the audience know that Chris didn't know that his daughter was going to have a period? Oh. <laughs> I mean, I knew she was going to have a period. Okay, Chris, get that headset on. Yeah, let's talk about fatherhood. Got, yeah, let's talk about your new, your newfound dadness i knew she was gonna have her period i didn't know it would require uh, a diaper what did you think would happen i don't know i don't know how much doggies period you're just gonna let her free bleed, <laughs> I, bleed i've off. never had a dog and i have no idea what this entails never, even growing up you've never had a dog when i was a baby but i don't remember it so this is a whole new journey for you yes very new any advice please tell me you know i think i mean just mm. Have fun. I'm. I like get emotional thinking about Uno because it's the first mm. being I was ever actually fully responsible for. Did you get him as a puppy? Mm-hmm. Oh, just a baby pup. I haven't had a puppy in a long time because we. I rescued puppies, mm-hmm. and I came into Jelly's life when she was three. The hardest part is potty training, but Oreo's already pretty good. Yeah, she She's learns really good. fast. She's a smarty skirt. So what happened this weekend? Oh, my eye? (laughs) Yeah. I saw you've already had a traumatic dad experience. Yeah. I was playing with Oreo, and she was really excited, and she ran up to, like, jump on me and give me kisses, and she uh, scratched my eye, and uh, it hurt a lot, and I just, it hurt so much, I just, like, sat there, and I didn't know what to do, and I went to the mirror, and I, I opened my left eye, and saw like bloody tears coming down and I was like, oh, that's terrifying. What? And then I just imagined like it looking awful, like a Freddy Krueger victim kind of thing and uh, terrified. And I opened and it wasn't so bad. It was, it was all red. It was a little bloody and stuff, but it wasn't crazy. And uh, we went to the doctor and they said I had three scratches on the outer layer. It didn't go too deep. So they weren't too concerned. They gave me antibiotics and stuff. And they were like, don't touch it. If it gets worse, come back. If your vision starts to go like, I'm like, what does that mean? But um, so far, so good. (laughs) Oreo causing havoc. Still hurts Wreaking havoc. I blame Chris. <laughs> she didn't mean to. It's not her fault. I think fault. he was asking for it. <laughs> I thought you were going to come to Jesus this week. Oh, I tried. <laughs> what do you mean you tried? I mean, we're three minutes in. I gave it my best. <laughs> you haven't spoken yet. It was when he was like, I didn't know what to do with her period when I was like, okay. <laughs> we're, and then Lizzie's in there like, oh, you get a hooded vulva. We're going to teach your dad how to, what do you have to do with the vulva? No, if a dog has a hooded vulva, you got to clean it. Really? So, yeah. You might need to check honeys and let me know if I need to be clean. Take a look at her vulva. 
<laughs> I mean, she always, her vulva is always like, she sleeps on her back. So mm-hmm. I, her, her JJ looks pretty clean to me. Just well, no, that's I good. See. That's really all it is, is you got to check in on that shit. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Sip. I'm Ryland Adams, of course, joined by Lizzie Gordon. Are you going to leave us, little Oreo? You got to go, mama. We Bye. matched today, and you want to know what's funny? Hmm. All of the things we went shopping with. All Lizzie, of the things. All of the <laughs> Everything today is just the funniest it's ever been. (laughs) Well, no, we went shopping. We did a video on the main channel, and uh, all the clothes I've worn on the podcast are the clothes I've chosen myself. Well, I didn't get you podcast clothes, but also, like, I would like to say on my own, like, redemption tour or whatever, Mm -hmm. you didn't let me try any items on you. I know, because I wanted to. And we went, right, and we went to like basically two and a half stores. Right. Mm -hmm. So I didn't get to try anything on you. I didn't really get to, like, look around like at one of the stores you were like all right i'm gonna go wait in the line now well because the line was out the door it was a long line regardless like this was not like anyways i had everything at my disposal i had a lot at my disposal i will say that but i do think that next time we do this you should try things on yeah i agree I and agree. I was um, just saying we I'm, should go to the Glendale Galleria because that Abercrombie is litty. I'm never going to Glendale. Litty, titty. Just from where? If not, you go to Glendale, I'll get you one of those juices. There's nothing against Glendale. It's just Glendale's proximity to me. Right. We could make a day of it, like a girls' trip. Okay. So girls' trip to Glendale. <laughs> We'd have to get a hotel with that distance. How fun would that be if we got a stupid hotel in Glendale? <laughs> <laughs> I'd love that. <laughs> Neither of us stays there because we're both so persnickety. We're both getting our tissues and go home. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Um, Okay, so where do you want to start? Do you have anything? Um, uh, I feel like you have something. Wasn't it your anniversary? It was our anniversary. We stayed pretty calm and casual this year. Normally, I feel like we like to do something fun, and it's normally when we take a vacation for the year. Sorry, Oreo's eating, if that's what you guys can hear. (laughs) <laughs> She's just enjoying her breakfast. Um, That's a lot of fucking food, bro. Lizzie, yeah. sorry. Enough dog critiquing. It's, <laughs> it's a, a lot of food. <laughs> <laughs> She's growing. Her paws are the size of my face. <laughs> Apparently, she's going to be a massive dog. She's so cute. Um, but I, this year's just been so crazy with us having gone to Colorado, and just, there's just so many moving elements that it actually felt nice to just Chill. sit in, order food. We went to dinner one night this weekend, and then we just had a good time celebrating our love for one another. I love that for your love. Yeah, nothing very crazy. Super cute. I did have a breakdown like last week, which was fun. How, how did that go? No, I just it, like felt like by the end of the week, I felt like such a failure. Like I just wanted to like what? get into a ball and cry. Why? I, well, okay, for a, a couple of reasons. One being that like I've really been like going hard now for a while of doing a vlog a week, a podcast a week. So like Monday through Thursday, I am at the computer full blown. Like I feel like just on the hamster wheel of YouTube again, especially because yeah. Shane's been uh, focusing on like coming back and doing everything that he's been doing. I've taken on all of the editing for all of my channels and of course the podcast as well. But then trying to do anything additionally, by the end of the week, I'm just like, oh, I feel like I've like given all my energy. Yeah. And so this, and I I, th- I thought I was going to stop talking about auditioning on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> here's, can I, can I intro this? Mm-hmm. 
I hit up Ryland to go hiking like in the middle of the week and he was like, I don't know. I just got this audition. So like I have to prepare it. I can't go hiking with you. Well, I was saying I should. It's due at 8 p.m. They gave it to me on a Tuesday. Right. No. And all of that adds up. Mm -hmm. And now tell your story. (laughs) We love a king with a work ethic. I do want to say we support a work ethic. I also want to say before you get off the fact that you've been like working like on this hamster wheel, Mm -hmm. um, your value is not deterrent. Your value is not determined by your productivity. And I'm I'm trying to come to terms with that. And if I have to miss a vlog once a week, I have to miss a vlog. I think I also need to outsource a little bit when it comes to editing or at least have like an assistant editor do the, the first draft if I want to maintain like a happy, healthy, positive lifestyle and be able to put out as much content as I want. So uh, the baseline is I was already feeling a little burnt out and maybe that just means I need to bring on a little more help. But on top of that, like I'm already f- full blown stressed with what I'm already doing, which is the best job in the world, which I get to do, which I doesn't ever pass me. Like I'm so lucky that I get to share my life, film my life, and that's my job. But then when you throw in another element on top of that, which is an exciting opportunity being an audition coming my way, it's like, well, I got this on Tuesday. It was due Thursday night. I'm not done working until Thursday afternoon. So then I really only have six or seven hours to prepare, film, and send out this audition. But I'm a Taurus. And I ha- like if I can't say no to an opportunity, even if mm-hmm. it's maybe not necessarily right for me. Mm-hmm. And I'll get to that in a minute. But Lizzie is right. She was like, well, we can run lines on, on the hike. And I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, we could do that. That sounds logical. It's interesting that you say you're a Taurus who can't say no to an opportunity. What's the how hike, did this cookie hiking crumble? isn't an opportunity? No, no, no. The audition. I know. So then then I start really working on the audition. And then when I start filming it, I also told Lizzie earlier in the day, she goes, well, I feel like you're a nightmare when you're filming auditions. Like you probably do a million takes and like uh, she had to go somewhere later that night. Because yeah. I was like, you could record the audition. Yeah, but me. I felt like it would be a six hour endeavor. And I said, oh, no, if you're right for the part, Lizzie, you're right for the part. And I just prepare. I do all my prep work. And then when I film, I do three takes, I, I usually go with the first one. I leave it all on the floor. And when I do have the time to prepare and really give it it's due diligence i feel like you are the most natural sometimes in the first round if you can execute properly and then you're just chasing a performance but this was more of an oscar awardsy movie that's very like produced by big wigs in hollywood and it just was not like if i was a a very good dramatic actor Mm -hmm. i would be could be the part Mm -hmm. but i just could not get it to save my life and Shane's reading with me and I just like I was just like crumbling more and more so into a ball and I just couldn't get it and I thought Shane goes well why are you killing yourself trying to do this when you don't even want this job yeah and I was like because it's an opportunity he's like no I feel like this is another thing where it's like you're a Taurus and you have to check it off your checklist you can't say no to it because it's like a good opportunity yeah and so I'm freaking myself out more so that I need to accomplish this and get it get the audition down to a tape that I'm happy with my performance to send off but in a world in which I book this job I don't even want the job because Mm -hmm. I would be miserable I'd have to leave all my other jobs that I love so much to be miserable for months doing something that I don't even necessarily want to do so he turned down the audition (laughs) yeah so I had to call my agent and say you know this one's not for me I love your acting chronicles (laughs) (laughs) listen I know this is what's going to get me the academy award nod but if I do that then I can't sit next to Lizzie on Mondays and talk about my anal fissures I'm gonna have to say it's a no for me dog but like thank you so much for the opportunity I just 
cannot. And I did just have to reiterate, like, oh, I, I really, like, I'm only... Because it's also a disservice. It's a waste of all of these people's time yeah. to watch my audition tape that I didn't put the hours and work yeah, into. Yeah, very considerate of you. So I just, I had to chalk it up. I really did, though, want to, like, crawl, go into a ball and not leave my bed for the rest of the night and cry because I just felt so defeated by it all, mm-hmm. which sounds so dramatic. But I do think, like, A, if I'm going to act, I need to really get an acting coach and B, when I start going out, it needs to be things that are solely like in my wheelhouse and characters that are similar to me. Mm So that's me. Did you sell our Christmas movie? Um, I didn't get a solid yes or a solid no. Lizzie had a big girl meeting. I don't. I weekend. don't know that we could call it. A big girl meeting. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lunch. <laughs> I had a lunch where I talked about our Christmas movie, and it's not a no. So next steps is we'll be turning in a couple of pages about did, it. Did we not do that yet? It was the weekend. I take the weekends off. You said you were going to do it over the weekend. I take weekends off. <sighs> She doesn't want our Christmas movie to happen. <laughs> no, so I take mad. weekends off. Can I help? Well, I can't. Yeah, help I would right love now. it if you I can't helped. Help yeah. till Thursday afternoon, and I mean, then I'll be having a breakdown. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't really think you can help. I've asked for help multiple times, and you're like, I can't. <laughs> I just need to hire an editor, okay, and then I can resurface back into the world, and maybe even post more videos. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> okay, how about your weekend? You saw Hamilton. Uh, yeah, I saw Hamilton for the first time in theaters. Why are you so annoyed? You were so happy going into I that. I was so excited to see Hamilton at the Pantages in Los Angeles. I have never seen it. I have loved the show since it was performed when it was just that one song at the White House for Obama. And then, like, before it was even previewing, like, that was a thing that I would, like, watch on repeat. And, uh, you know, like, I have the book. I have the music. I have the album. I see it on Disney Plus all the time. I'm just so lit to go see this fucking show live for the first time right (laughs) so we go to the pantages and honestly like the seats weren't bad like they weren't great seats but they weren't bad like i wish i had because i went with a group of girls who had already seen it Mm -hmm. so they weren't like about to go like get the first time seats you know what i mean and it's like this is probably the only time i'll see it because i don't have the kind of money to just be like go into the fucking theater all the time like even the seats we have which were pretty far back were a hundred dollars wow so it's expensive and like I have never been to a show in off-Broadway. I mean, like, I've been to off-Broadway shows, but I've never been to, like, a Broadway show in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know what to expect. But in New York, it's very buttoned up. Like, there are rules. You are on time or you are not allowed in until intermission because they don't want people coming and going during a live show because that's fucking crazy and rude. (laughs) It's rude to the audience who's paid $100 for a shitty seat. And it's rude to the talent who's on stage doing a crazy thing for three hours for your enjoyment. Yeah. So show up on time. Yeah, I can't even get into my yoga studio after it starts. Exactly. I can't get into Orange Theory after five fucking minutes. So why on earth would the Pantages be allowing motherfuckers (laughs) into the fucking show through the entire thing? Because it's Los Angeles and everyone's so important. Trash. Trash. (laughs) Utter trash so like, you see the the doors are creaking like and the, the doors are open they have their flashlights on they have their flashlights not just on the floor they're shining them in people's eyes like it's the fucking titanic is anybody alive out there can anybody see me it's like you're it's fucking you're doing this through the entire fucking show and then not only that but like the usher's only job is to know where the fuck the seats are to check the fucking tickets and put the ass in the right seat 
five times, and I'm not exaggerating, they moved people right in front of me and right behind me because they couldn't figure out the right seating arrangements. Everybody would be settled, and the usher would come back and be like, can you come over here really quickly? And then it's like, are you fucking kidding me? The show is going. The show is on. Mm. And they're talking the entire time. I, I almost started crying. Like, I want to call the manager. It was fucking wild. Well, we're both also very noise sensitive. <laughs> but this was different. This is they're shining a fucking flashlight in my eyes and moving. Like, it would be like if Chris was getting up and stepping over here and then leaving and then coming back and then shining a light in our eyes and then sitting down and then getting up and then being like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And I'm just like, are you, is this a, is this a, am I, where's Ashton? This is a fucking joke. The girl behind me. Also, we're all supposed to still wear masks in the theater and you are not allowed. Really? Yeah. And you're not allowed to eat. This fucking bitch is wiggling her the entire time, like has a fucking bag of M&Ms that she's wiggling around and munching on to the point where the girl that I'm sitting next to turns around and goes, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and it's like, and the ushers keep coming up to her. Ma'am, you need to put your mask up. Ma'am, ma'am, your mask. Ma'am. Hey, ma'am through the whole show and she goes i can't put my mask up i'm eating <laughs> girl there's no eating in here are you out of your mind another bitch is filming it filming it on her phone oh, and the ushers no. keep coming up to her going excuse me excuse me can you stop filming it i need to watch you on your phone delete it they stopped her four times they never kicked her out they continued to interrupt the Why show you four at this fucking point times. turn around and say excuse me bitch because i had spent a hundred dollars on this and i was trying my fucking damnedest to watch it and enjoy right. it and it's mm. really fucking hard to do that when, oh my, oh, I wish we hadn't brought it up. <laughs> I wish we had not brought it up. I'm so upset about it. It was just the audacity. I could cry right now because it's like, how fucking dare I can't even stand that at like the dining theaters, which all of them are nowadays. Yeah. And the people get up and in and out a million times yeah. and then they're ordering the food and then... I'm like, this fucking I'm gonna movie I'm going to throw on. up with rage right now. <laughs> and the other thing that I wanted to say is everybody on their phones we're in a dark theater it's this is not netflix at your fucking house and also you don't have a notification you're just checking your phone and i know because i can see your entire screen get the fuck out of here did you really spend a hundred dollars to sit here and check your fucking phone nobody's texting you i'm done i want like honestly i was sitting there and i was like i I could go I could go ballistic right now. I could be that woman who goes fucking Karen ape shit in this fucking zone. I was like ready to be like I was ready to stand up and scream shut the fuck up and sit the fuck down. Is this like what what on God's green earth are you doing here? Also, there was the, like the people in the like the row in front of us was a full ass family. This family spent at least $800 cuz there was fucking 8 of them and each ticket there had to be hundred dollars like i spent a hundred dollars and i was right right there they were 40 minutes late to the show and then could not get their shit figured out in the seats because the ushers had sat people randomly in the seats wrong so it wasn't a good time <laughs> oh my god did you zoom back into us chris yeah. okay yeah so here let me help you i'm out so itchy i'm just so oreo shit all over mm -hmm. my face okay no yeah you're good um so yeah so that was a fucking nightmare thanks pantages theater i hope you can get your shit together um because my grandma was an usher there her entire life really yeah and she like the, the it's like you you pride yourself on preserving this fucking space you know what i mean mm -hmm. like 
learn the fucking seating chart, guys. Check the fucking tickets. Are you kidding? Anyways, my friend Kate had her baby and she's beautiful. <laughs> she is beautiful. And if Lizzie sends me one more picture of that fucking baby. No, we're going to go get her. I keep telling Lizzie, this is not healthy for you to be sending this to me because all I want to do is go capture her and flee to a different country. I'm I'm game. Let's go get her. Let's go grab her. Let's fucking go, baby. Let's raise her together Literally. like a regular street couple. Mm. Yeah, all of your <laughs> friends are having children. It's so exciting for them. Are they all loving being mother? I mean, well, she's like a two-day-year-old mom, but I mean, she's like a week-old mom. Oh, baby girl was born on the fifteenth. It seems it goes so fast. It goes so fast. <laughs> she's so cute. She has a full head of dark hair. She looks just like Kate. She has Kate's little button nose. Like I'm obsessed. I get to meet her this coming weekend. Oh. Newborn goodness. She's a fucking cutie patootie. I did want to circle back because last week you said that you were planning to crash another proposal and you never uh, touched on this. Oh. <laughs> um. Well, I didn't do it. So... <laughs> It's fine. How do you know so many people in such pivotal points of their life? This is that's your thirties, baby. Welcome I, to the fucking party. <laughs> no, I asked my friend's boyfriend if he was proposing because I had a feeling. <laughs> Stop doing that. <laughs> and then my friend was like, "Well, we're going to this hotel on this weekend," and I was like, oh, "Should I come, or do you want that to be like a you guys thing?" <laughs> She's like, no, come. Like, all my friends are toxic. I don't know what to tell you. Um, I did not do it. They actually, they they ended up not going to the hotel. Oh, so he wasn't proposing for sure then. Or he canceled I mean, the proposal and this is a real nightmare. <laughs> Get her on the phone. <laughs> okay, do you want to know what the audience talk about? Whoa. What do you mean? Whoa. Did you just, are you? I'm glitching. You're glitching? Yeah, I'm real fucked up also because what's going on? My dreams were so vivid and so crazy last yeah. night that I can't imagine this world being anything but a simulation. Like after right. having watching watched oh, Shane's video. Yeah, can we talk about that? Yeah. It is so cute that your little dumbass was just sitting there scribbling little squilly doos, <laughs> little loop de loops. Everyone's like, I feel like it's Morgan's like, I'm screaming for help. I'm screaming for help. I'm trapped in a religious cult environment your mom's like the devil's there it's never gonna be okay again there's fire i'm burning like everyone's having this in texas experience you're like honestly it's cheesecake factory or mcdonald's whatever i'm done with this and he's right well that whole i forget what it's called uh the the process or the yeah. theory but they were saying and i never knew the automatic writing is what psychics and people that are doing that do to like awaken their unconscious mind yeah so maybe it just really worked for me honestly your your loop-de-loops looked like cheesecake factory font so i see how you could jump to that conclusion i also am wondering how you didn't mention this when we were at the cheesecake factory after this it all happened Right. Yeah, I guess. Well, Chris was there. You just so don't care. No, you were the only one. Well, You're because like, I have ESP. It's not that big a deal. No, after Shane goes. to the next. Well, no. So we do this whole this whole movement in Shane's video. And then uh, it was great. And I had that crazy moment where I had guessed exactly what he was talking about, which was mind blowing. But then he goes, oh, some people argue that this is also a portal to evil or talking to like awful spirits. And I was like, ah, 
this is where I just like close the book and start <laughs> running away because I love how Morgan was like, did I get your dark passenger? And your mom was like, we're not even going to go there. <laughs> but we are going to go to fucking cheesecake. So get in the Tessie. Let's roll out. I fucking live for your mother. She's the funniest person I've ever seen in a vlog. She is great. But how do you how do we um, how do we come to terms with dreaming? Like so vivid and so crazy that feels like on another planet. Right. I just don't understand. I mean, you don't have to understand it, but if you want to ask the audience, make it makes make dreams make sense in the comments below. Audience knows best. We'll read them on next week's episode. Because I, I is this going somewhere else, or were you just going to heavy sigh? No, Can I do a Rylan segue? Yeah. Uh, the audience also let me know it's road hard and put away wet. The saying, right? Which I struggled with last week, but all of you had it. Love you. Very helpful. Really appreciate it. You Snaps also- for the audience. I would also like to apologize to everybody who worked on The Atom Project. Apparently that film is delightful and amazing. <laughs> I would also like to express my deepest apologies to Mr. Ryan Reynolds. Uh, you, sir, are charming and beautiful did and they so come, funny. Did the Ryan Reynolds fandom come for Honestly, you? Honestly, I I regretted the statement the second I it left my mouth. And when I was listening to the podcast back, I it was one of those like, if you can spot it, you got it things. And it's like, <laughs> I hate myself. So I was hating Ryan Reynolds. But here's the deal. I don't hate myself and I don't hate Ryan Reynolds. I was not able to sit through the Adam Project, but that's not because it wasn't good. And I still don't know what that is. <laughs> Shocking. (laughs) Even with all that ESP and telekinesis, (laughs) you didn't know. (laughs) You can't tell me what the Adam Project's about. Okay, you had another hot note here. Um... Oh, okay. Here's another thing that I just like can't get over. I learned this weekend that if you die on an airplane, they are supposed to put a blanket just up to your throat. And, like they strap you into your fucking chair. They put a blanket, but they do not cover your head. Your head is exposed. And they try to make it look like you're sleeping. And if it's a full ass plane and you're seated next to a dead body, you stay seated next to a dead body. Wait, what do you mean? I don't know how to say that in a simpler way. What do you mean what I mean? Why are why is the person next to you dead from the plane falling? No, if you die on a plane randomly. Oh, okay. This isn't a plane crash. No. When you, you die, say die on a plane, I automatically think the plane's gone down. Yeah, no. Okay. You're adding information. Okay. A, you, a person just dies of natural causes on a flight. Like oh. they have a heart attack, someone injects insulin underneath their tongue and poisons them to death. They die. The flight attendant comes around, puts a blanket up to their head, straps them into their seat, and you just have to sit next to a dead body the whole time. And if you ask a flight attendant if the person is dead, they have to say, it appears so. <laughs> that, I don't mean to laugh, but that's just so absurd. Insane. It, it appears, appears so. so. <laughs> I'm sorry, Susan. Nope, just it appears so. <laughs> what? <laughs> So that's fucking Is this like a flight attendant that went viral on TikTok? Yes, it is. (laughs) See, I was dabbling into TikTok this past weekend. Yeah. The first time I started scrolling because I really keep thinking that I need to up the sips Instagram because we really, I just post the thumbnails and I I do think it could be a fun place to live. Mm -hmm. So I was exploring like reels for Instagram a la TikTok. So I thought, okay, let me see what's going on over there on TikTok. Yeah. I really didn't like any of it. But the problem is everything's going on on TikTok. So it's like difficult to go to TikTok for real inspiration. my, My problem is that on YouTube, if somebody wants 
wants to spout out a whole theory or a bunch of information that could possibly be misinformation. You have to produce the content. You have to make a thumbnail for the content. You have to, it's a little more work. Whereas yeah. like TikTok, I could just get on there today and spout off a crazy minute long theory about anything. Should we? It could go viral and then people believe it. And it's just, it Call seems- Call me misinformation, baby. Cause I'm coming to the TikTok with some <laughs> hot facts. It just doesn't seem right to me. Uh, no, it's not, but I live for it. We're going to get to some iced tea in just a moment, but today's episode is sponsored by Liquid IV. I think it's always a priority to be hydrated, and Liquid IV helps you do just that. One stick of Liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you faster and more efficiently than water alone. They have incredible hydration flavors like watermelon, lemon lime, strawberry, pina colada, and so many more. Watermelon's my personal favorite. I drink at least one every single day you can use it before you exercise when you travel after you get off a plane is a perfect time to have a liquid iv it contains five essential vitamins b3 b5 b6 b12 and vitamin c with three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks it's made with premium ingredients it's non-gmo free of gluten dairy and soy what makes it also fabulous is their cellular transport technology it's science that helps the water and vitamins get to your bloodstream quicker they're also on a mission to change the world liquid iv has donated over 11 million servings globally. So grab your Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code SIP at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use promo code SIP at liquidiv.com. Experience better hydration today at liquidiv.com using promo code SIP. Today's episode is also brought to you by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh offers the flexibility you need to easily customize your order online and in the app. You can customize your favorite dishes with their new Hello Custom offerings by swapping out one protein or a side for another, upgrading to a more luxe experience, or even adding protein to a veggie meal. That means more choices, more variety, and more meals truly tailored to you. They have meals that are ready in 20 minutes, in 30 minutes, and it's 72% cheaper than the same quality meal that you would get at a restaurant. I use HelloFresh at least twice a week. My mom uses it for her grandma. Lizzie cooks it for the two men in her life. And it is so scrum diddly umptious. Go to HelloFresh.com slash the sip 16 and use code the sip 16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash the sip 16 and use code the sip 16 for 16 free meals and three free gifts. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. I was like up all night because Mr. Bubs was doing some weird shit and I feel like he like gave me nerve damage on my face. One, like two, marker. What was he doing on your like face? Like kicking. Like putting his, can I put my hand on your face? Uh, sure. Putting his paws on me like this and shoving as hard as he could. <laughs> it was crazy. Curled up on my head, sitting on my head, shoving me with his little paws. You guys need, you guys need to get your dog's paws away from your eyes. I mean, Bubs would never scratch my eye. <laughs> All right, everybody. It's hot outside this week. Drop some ice cubes in your tea and let's cool off with some information that you have already been processing ad nauseum for weeks, if not years. Because <laughs> we're never breaking anything on this show. We're never breaking anything except for blood vessels. I don't know. <laughs> Definitely not news. 
I'm not sure what we do break, but it's not it's not much. Right. Is what I'm trying to say. Um, so recently Miley Cyrus was performing a concert and a fan was holding up a sign that said fuck Nick Jonas and she read it out loud. I don't know, I just thought that was funny. <laughs> like she was just observing the audience and just Yeah, she goes, Fuck Nick Jonas. I didn't say that. There's a sign out there that says that. <laughs> That's my Miley Cyrus. What, uh, it needs it's to not- be a little bit more southern. I didn't say that. There's a sign out there that says that. <laughs> Fuck Nick Jonas. I think your first one was better, honestly. I don't know. I don't know. You never really know. say. So, yeah, hashtag never forget. Forget. <laughs> never forget what Nick Jonas did. I don't even remember the two of them as a thing, honestly. All I remember is seven things I hate about you. That was a song produced by that relationship? Yes. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God something came from it. Yeah. <laughs> Is Nick Jonas even real? He's part of the simulation for sure. Well, <gasps> not again. <gasps> Another not bug. again. Did I get it? It really <laughs> felt like I made contact. I can't handle another thing like that. <laughs> Oreo, get him. Oreo. Oreo's this poor thing. Um. So yeah. So that's that. Or <laughs> <laughs> is there? Um. Sometimes I are get, we boring ourselves? I'm so bored by us. But I was wondering. I like because we used to relate these things back to our own personal experience. Uh-huh. I guess you'd never really had a boyfriend, but I was thinking about like if Thanks. I. Thanks. That's on you. No, you're right. I yeah, didn't. you did that vlog fucking ten years ago. You're like my ex boyfriend. It's like you, your ex fuck buddy. That was the closest <laughs> thing I've the closest thing the closest encounter I've ever had to a boyfriend. Also, not I know that it's like this was also 15 years ago for you, but it's like when I saw that I was like, wow, that's so brave. I can't imagine calling like a former just hookup and being like, hey, will you come in front of millions of people and pretend like we were more together than we were? Talk about on the hamster wheel of YouTube back then. It's like yeah. you got to have your because yeah, even then more so it was like when I was doing one video, one main channel video a week. Yeah. It's like as soon as you upload the last one, it's like you got to come up with the concept because you have to execute. Yeah. And so that was more so just like desperation of trying to like fill the next week. I felt the desperation for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but still a good video i mean there's no, great still, video. still truth in all like it wasn't fabricated just no because, he was more than a hookup just because you didn't want him to be but he was yeah Poor guy. what do you mean you didn't want him to be more than a hookup. he's happy i saw that he yeah. just on he's social thriving. media i saw that him and his new partner just bought a house or like they just purchased their place together so so you still follow him on instagram yeah we we're not not friends yeah. i was the villain in the situation for right. sure right and the same reason i never had a boyfriend it was just i knew i wasn't right re- i couldn't offer myself until i was out of position and where i wanted to be in my life because i didn't think it was fair for anyone yeah Beautiful, beautiful sentiment. So, what do you mean? I don't know. If I saw, like, my high school boyfriend at my hometown, I would scream some fuck Nick Jonas shit. (laughs) But you said, before we got into my story, you said my ex-boyfriend. No, like, if you were to bump into an ex or something, because I'm thinking, like, Miley Cyrus, like, all these years later is reading a sign, like, fuck you, Nick Jonas. Like, if I, I would probably, if I was, if I went back to my hometown and was subjected to my high school boyfriend, I would probably scream, fuck you, Nick Jonas. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. We used to try to relate this back to each other. So no, no, I, that's no. all I'm doing. I'm I don't know why you're looking at me like, like I'm a fucking asshole. You, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just thinking. I'm thinking about like running into ex-flings in general. Like yeah. that's my biggest nightmare. Yeah, that's a nightmare. Is just like being at a smoothie shop and like standing next to somebody you used to sleep with. Oh my God. Mine's running into anybody I used to know that I like don't give a fuck about. Like if I bumped into somebody from class that I didn't necessarily enjoy, I would be like. <gasps> I guess mine's running into even anyone I do 
now. Like, I, if I don't know I'm going to yeah. see you, I don't really want to see you. You know what I mean? There are some people who I love to see. And then it's just like, like, I'm not going to name names. But do you remember when I hit you up and I was like, I saw so-and-so at the grocery store? <laughs> And it just so happened to be a great time for me to bump into a former person who has me blocked on Instagram. Like I was just in a thriving state. <laughs> I'm doing so good. Just sold five projects. So How are good, you? So good. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, me. Yeah. I just got my Botox and my filler done. Like, no big deal. Like, oh, you're still living with your. Oh, okay. Too far? Too far. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bleep that out. <laughs> And in other news, Pete Davidson is no longer going to space. Thank God. We are, we I was you, worried for his safety. His space team. As Pete Davidson's number one fan. No, I actually know nothing about Pete Davidson. Yeah, I mean, he's from Staten Island. I, I, he's funny. He got himself branded. Oh, yeah, that's also on the docket. Do you want to talk about that? I mean, I don't personally care. But then I, where I do care is you told me Joe is branded. Yeah, but not about. it's not about me. Joe is just branded. The, I think we should like, divorce him. What? If it's not about you, we should He's, divorce him. No, he him. did it in high school. Like him and all of his friends were like out at a fire in the desert and they were like, let's get branded. So Joe branded every single one of his friends. And then when it came time for Joe to be branded, they were too scared to fully shove the brand into his arms. So he has two brands. <laughs> one from his friend who was too chicken shit to fully sizzle the flesh. And then one from himself. That is bold. I'm just going to say, like, I married a real man. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, I mean, I did. Like, my but... best friend also did that in high school. Like, Brand, he was like a who? Drew? I, no, no, no. This was like before Drew. He was more like masculine, more of a man. You know, <laughs> I'm not saying Drew's not a man, but I'm saying like he was like. <laughs> Should we put this whole part? <laughs> No, I'm just saying he was we have like, like toxic ideas of what masculinity is. And like, I don't know if you should listen to us for any kind of guidance in like gender norms or whatever. Like, I don't know. Like, neither of us studied anything. Oh, no. I just mean like this was my friend that linked me to all of the quote unquote popular people because they were on all the varsity sports. In yeah. Popular people love brands. Yeah. yeah it was, that's, popular. It's like it's like it's not like a gender thing. It's like a popular it's a jock thing. thing. And like, yeah. It's like a it's like a, something we don't identify with. So anyways. Uh, um, but what was also, I going to say? I'm, I have a judgment about Pete getting a Kim tat. Okay. I have a real judgment about Pete. So, like, Kim yep. was like, it's cute. He has, like, my girl's a lawyer tatted, but it's like he also has everything and everyone tatted. Yeah, he has Ariana tatted. Yeah, so then when she's like, he wanted something that, like, he couldn't get taken away, it's like, if my daughter came home and she was like, my boyfriend loves me so much, we've been together under a year, I just got out of a fucking 15-year relationship with a man I have four children with, and he's getting my name, this new guy's getting my name branded on him, I would be like, let's pump the brakes. Let's pump the brakes. I could see how it could be a turn on, like if some if your partner came. It, I see the flattery, but you're right when it's yeah. the flattery for everyone you've ever encountered. It and then takes it's the like now we're away. doing a brand. I'd be like, yeah, let's uh, love the guy. Super great to have him over at dinner. So sweet. I love that he's supportive of you. Um, let's pump the brakes. And I gotta give. Yeah, I mean, I think Pete Davidson. Uh, who knows? And with his background, yeah, I feel like he'll be on to the next A-list star in three years yeah. from now. You I mean, know? people are speculating that like they're forever and like they probably oh. won't get married, but oh. they will be in a long-term relationship that's their each other's life partners. But it's like Pete 
continually puts rings on it. Speaking about uh, masculinity and like our relationship. Sorry, I'm just tying this back because I watched another clip. You love when I watch clips and related to the show. Uh-huh. But they did you actually about, watch the clip? I or actually did you just watched look at the, the thumbnail. And no, it was title? talking about like alphas in a relationship. They were saying, I guess this who, article. Who is they? The real. Oh. Okay. But it was based on a study that they read. And I, I'm like the number one real clip watcher on YouTube. <laughs> I'm like keeping or their like show Or like real clip browser. <laughs> no, but they were talking about like alphas in relationships. And if you have two alphas, maybe they cancel each other out. But I was thinking like different people are alphas in different um, moments mm-hmm. of their life. So I was just thinking we talk about like where you're the alpha in your relationship. Mm-hmm. Or is Joe an alpha? I think Joe and I are both alphas and Joe and I are both like low key aggressive (laughs) honestly if you think about like really think about it joe and i are like two rams well you would need somebody assertive to be with you sometimes i think i need a little bit more of a beta person really no i just uh i i because i respect joe a lot but you know i like to steamroll situations so it's like when joe's like no i'm like I don't think you know who you're talking to. <laughs> it's me. It's your wife. <laughs> See, and I think Shane and I's beta moments complement each other. Like, I'm never going to, if I'm with seven people and we need to choose food, it's yeah. like, oh, I'm going to like melt into nothing because mm-hmm. I'm never going to pick a place. But if there's a contractor at our house and I'm like, I'm more beta in like, in like house duties, I guess. Are I, I you? Yeah. Oh my gosh. We could have somebody come over to fix our air conditioning and they could like steal our air conditioning unit. And you'll still pay above and beyond. And Shane would be like, thank you. (laughs) And like send a big tip. I'd be like chasing them out the door being like. That's not beta. That's alpha behavior. Oh, that's what I mean. Sorry. I was going to say, are you? Because like you're crazy. So that's why I was confused by the statement. Wow. I screwed up the whole story. No, I meant we're both alpha in different scenarios. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, Joe Joe and I are both very much like uh, the loudest person in the room. <laughs> <laughs> but he's also like insanely accommodating. Like when I have a girlfriend come over, like one of my oldest friends will come and stay at our house. He will always be like, I'll sleep on the couch. You guys have the bed. Right. Or he'll be like, do you want anything? Do you need anything? Like he's always like. Every time I've encountered Joe, he's been nothing but that. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's insanely sweet and personable and accommodating. And then like, but if Joe and I are arguing about a topic, it is, it could start like an earthquake. (laughs) Like, and it can be a topic that's not even related to us, but it's something that we both feel passionately about. So it's Uh like, we can't have a debate because we don't, we, both of us don't agree to the debate terms (laughs) because both of us believe that the other is right. Like, I believe I'm right. He believes he's right. So how do you walk away? what how do they end i usually or he usually has to be like we can't talk about this (laughs) and it's always like an irrelevant thing too so it's like it doesn't matter right yeah yeah. like we're talking about something completely irrelevant to the two like to our existence and our relationship it's like maybe we don't need to talk about trains and i think (laughs) maybe trains are not something we need to discuss i don't know why as humans we love to get upset about things that don't require being upset over for me i think part of it is because in my mind because i'm smaller than him that i don't want to back down because i don't want him to feel like he gets to be right because he's bigger than me yeah and so that's on a very primary level like that's a primary animalistic instinct like i don't like to lose and i especially don't like to lose to people who are bigger than me right 
Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. So fuck trains. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. What's next time? I love my husband. Um, so Pete's not going to space. He did get branded, which is crazy. Um, and maybe a red flag. Um, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So this is also, re- this is really old. This is the years old iced tea. Years? Yeah. Where are you finding this? TikTok. Yeah. Oh what do you fuck? Don't even ask. <laughs> okay. Today in TikTok news, we should just call it TikTok. Sure. Okay. We can call it whatever we want. Okay. Um, so I found out that Snooki from Jersey, Jersey Shore. Shore used to get bags sent to her from Louis Vuitton, but they weren't Louis Vuitton bags. They were Gucci bags so that she would never be photographed with Louis Vuitton, thus tainting their image. If this is true, it's wild. There are so many pictures of Snooki with Gucci bags and she was even arrested with a huge Gucci bag one time. But this is what I mean is like somebody could come up with that theory so bored and high in their house. Yeah. And now we believe it. Like I believe it. I mean, I buy the fuck out of that. If I like honestly, how sick is that? Like honest, like could I be toxic enough that brands will send me other fancy brands? (laughs) Am I I on the borderline of being toxic enough for Louis Vuitton to send me Gucci? Like where do I fall and how do I tip the fuck? In odds in the favor of me getting shit and these luxury brands will i mean images everything in their game yeah. so that's the reason that it is very believable because the link she'll go to preserve the brand yeah so louis vuitton if you're listening i'm utter trash i'm the most embarrassing bitch in the world and i'm thinking about buying a lot of your bags <laughs> do something about it do something about it. Uh, which do you, which what's your alt brand that you prefer i'll take anything guys i'm not picking <laughs> any brand they're trying to take down yeah Okay. I'm vindictive too, guys. If you want to be petty, use me. They know. I mean, the audience knows. <laughs> um, and then what else do we have on here? Let me look. Well, there we could talk about... Can you do me a favor, Chris? Yeah. Can you look up... So the actor from Pam and Tommy is Sebastian what? Stan or something. Whatever. Sebastian, whatever, was recently doing an interview about uh, body dysmorphia and about getting into shape for because he plays like, I guess, a lot of superhero characters Mm -hmm. or just shirtless characters who have to be like chiseled and jacked. And he was talking about how fucked up it is to get into that kind of physical shape. And it's like the media will say things like you're in shape. And you're healthy when you look like that. And he's like, actually, I'm not in shape and I'm not the most healthy. And torturing myself. I'm torturing myself. I'm hungry. I have basically zero body fat on me, which is not healthy. But the way that it's spun is that this is the pinnacle of the male body. And we don't talk about it in a toxic way. We glorify it. And because eating disorders are innately feminine issues, men are never recognized for going through a similar thing and having this body dysmorphia and the media telling them that this is the image that they need to look like. Mm. And then these actors are doing very crazy things to get their bodies in shape and their bodies can really only be like that for a few days. Well, and the thing is, what is going on? Oh, I can't hear it. It's a plane. His name is Sebastian Stan. Oh, Oh. I was right. Nice. Um, But yeah, doing all this work leading up to a role and it's only sustainable if you sustain the lifestyle that you work to to get it. And it's not a good lifestyle. No, I was working. One of my friends is has like the most sculpted, beautiful body in the world. And when I was in my early 20s, I was working out with him every day because he he was he was one of my best friends. And we would I was like, oh, I should go as hard as he's going because like I was trying to be in the public 
image is or the whatever the public eye yeah the public eye as well and so i was like i gotta do this but the thing about it is you're always sore so you're miserable and cranky because yeah. your body hurts and you're basically just eating you, like tuna with no mayonnaise like 20 chicken breasts a day <laughs> and it's awful and then as soon as you stop doing that you go back to whatever yeah and it's oh my but like, I guess Channing Tatum was even saying he didn't want to do another Magic Mike because getting in Magic Mike shape is just fucking awful. Zac Efron has gone on the record talking about this. But I just thought that this was a unique opportunity to talk about the the male side of eating disorders, uh, body dysmorphia and like all that stuff. And like, I was thinking about it the other day, like I am a person who like sometimes will think about my body and like the way that I look. And then it's like. I, I'm looking at all these pictures of myself like over the years because my friend Haley keeps getting these like time hop images for mm -hmm. some reason and she's sending them and like each time she and I go like god I used to think I was so fat like I used to think I was so ugly like just every idea every sort of pillar and memory I have it's always looking in the mirror and being like fuck you I hate what you look like and that's crazy well and when you look back a year or two later you actually are like fuck I looked good yeah and that's the thing is you just need to try to embrace where you are and when I Shane and I were having this conversation just about that in general and I said oh I'm happier than I've ever been because because I'm in a place where I work out for my mental yeah. well-being, for my body, but like I'm happy with my body the way it like I'm no muscle man or anything. Yeah. But I think I would rather have something that's obtainable and sustainable and be happy because when you look back, it's like we just need to be grateful for well, what the fuck our bodies do, like the way that our cells fucking multiply and divide and create themselves and the way that our DNA works and tells our bodies what to do and all these things like that is an act of God. That is fucking wild. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is I love food. Same. I don't really want to not eat food. I love flavor. I love taste. Like I want to eat it all. And I don't and I don't feel bad about it. I don't. Yeah. No. And I feel like there's so much there's so much else I could be doing, like working on myself. Like maybe I could be less of an asshole before I worried about <laughs> losing more weight. You know what I mean? And I know that people are going to be like, but you're already thin. It's like, you know, everybody, everybody has a body issue, I've noticed. And I think that something that can be very unifying is like understanding that every single person has a little bit of an issue with themselves and being a little bit more cautious, not cautious, but like kind to everybody you meet because everybody's going through something. Yeah. Oh. And get the fucking pressure off yourself. Just enjoy being in the skin you're in. Well, and that's the thing is like every time I get sick, whether it's like very minimal or I'm like really sick, it, it really reminds you of like when your body's not functioning properly, that just to have your body functioning in a way that you can go about your daily life is incredible. Yeah. So why waste your time beating yourself up when there's so much life and beauty to see all around you? Yeah. So, and a yeah. minor callback to a guest we had, Danielle Robay. She said that something that she used to do is when she would start picking herself apart instead of picking herself apart she would start brainstorming ways that she could be of service and i think that that is pretty fucking epic and insane yeah yeah and i think in spiraling about anything trying to get your mind on a different track uproot mm -hmm. your spiral is what I found healthiest for me. I know it's not always possible, but yeah. like for me, when I was like wanting to roll up in a ball this week, I made it a point to go out and go to yoga where I'm uh, without my phone for an hour mm -hmm. in a dark room, like doing movement. Yeah. And that like 
I came out feeling refreshed. Oh, also, I realized you went to the post office this week, right? <laughs> yeah. I always spiral when I go to the post office. What do you I, mean? I had to go to the post office this week too, and I like literally like got splotchy and like red on my chest and almost started crying. And when I left, I was like, I hate going there. It was awful. I typically do, but the one, the one close to this house is there's never a line and they're always so nice. It's like unlike any experience I've ever had at a post office. Yeah, I mean, I rarely go to a post office and when I do and I have to do something like official or whatever, like something has to be sent a certain way, I'm always like, I go to the counter, I'm like, listen, I'm stupid. (laughs) I'm going to ask some dumb fucking questions. I don't even know how a stamp works. Low key, this isn't my vibe. Please help me. And I apologize in advance for how fucking dumb I am. (laughs) And every single time they're like, why'd you do this? I just told you because I'm fucking dumb. I live in a digital age. Yeah, this is your job. I came to you for help. I apologized in advance for asking stupid fucking questions and doing stupid fucking shit. So can you just put your little kid gloves on really quickly and let me know what form I should actually fill out? Because they always end up asking me questions and I'm like, I just told you I know nothing. (laughs) You know everything here. I don't know why I filled out that form, but I will fill out whatever form you told me to do. And then I fill out that form and then I come back and they're like, oh, the first form you did was great. And then I'm just like, take whichever one you want at this point, because I just want to get the fuck out of here. Okay, with that, let's hit on. Advice, advice though. <laughs> Does anyone want my advice? We never butchered it more. Well, I mean, I was really, the fact that I knew that's where you're going means that we're in touch, because we didn't even talk about doing advice on this week. No, we really didn't. No, surprise, though. Surprise, though. Hi, oh my god, this is so cool. Hi, Ryan, Lizzie, and Chris, and Shane, if you're there. Um, I just wanted to ask you this question. Um, so, my boyfriend and I have been fighting for quite a bit, and we actually now own a house together, which we just bought before we were obviously fighting a lot. Um, but I just can't seem to communicate to him how I'm feeling and how, like, how to fix things and how to things make better for me. And I just want to know, like, how have you guys, like, gotten through your partners and communicated when you really needed things changed? Thanks. So she just recently bought a house with her partner, and now they're fighting more than ever where they weren't fighting before. And she feels like she's not able to effectively communicate with her partner in a way that's uh, bringing in results. I think buying a house is a huge stress stress. It's a huge stressor. It's a lot of fucking money. It's uh, the merging of and becoming like a legitimate business entity to some degree with a partner. It's a huge commitment financially and personally. On top of moving itself is one of the most stressful tasks a person goes through. Yeah. I honestly thought Joe and I moving, I'd be like, oh, this is the end of us. Yeah, because you did have yeah. some di- just the way that you go about moving or packing or your timelines were so much different than that of maybe his. And I will say even Shane and I buying the, the house in Colorado, it was a big stressor. And then even when it comes to decorating the house, like I've it, through living at the house in California, I've become really in tune with design and I have a specific taste for design. But Shane also wanted to have fun doing that, too. And so there were some clashes or I'd get upset if he wanted a piece that I didn't want and it's just like there it is a time where I feel as though fighting's at an all-time high and patience 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 is very important and when I'm in that situation with my partner and I know everybody's anxiety and stress level is up 
I try to remember to myself, oh my God, like you're freaking, he's freaking. Find the patience. You love this person. This is your partner. My job on this earth is to support him and his job on this earth is to support me. And when that can be the forefront of my mind and my objective becomes supporting my husband, I'm a little bit more at ease. And I think both of you, I think, first of all, bringing up the fact that you don't feel as though you're being heard and that you want both parties to be heard. Uh, Before Shane and I had ever moved together, when we first got together, when you're getting to know somebody, there's inevitably fights. And our fights used to be ineffective because we weren't, we didn't communicate in a way that made the other person feel as though they were heard. And so I think you need to learn how to fight with your partner. Like now I know Shane is a lot more sensitive than me and I need to uh, come up in different ways of my quote-unquote argument so that he feels supported supported in my like not attack but in in what I'm upset over and just making it a priority to really see the argument through together because you're on a team it's not about being against each other it's about how you can come together and both feel like you're 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 getting the most out of life yeah it's uh it's a lot like to piggyback on what you said because I agree a hundred percent with what you said it's uh it's like the golden rule you want to be heard so you listen yeah because um if you're taking time to listen the other person has less like it's like you're not fanning the fire you know what i Mm -hmm. mean like you're hearing what they have to say you're understanding and trusting that the person that you're with is coming to you in an honest and fair way and if they're not coming to you in an honest and fair way then that's a different kind of discussion that you need to have but you know giving your partner the benefit of the doubt it goes a long way and then the other thing is there's this tiny little slogan that saves my life a lot of the time and I'm a very bullheaded piece of shit asshole like we talked about earlier like I'm an alpha I need to be right Mm -hmm. I will not back down specifically because I don't want to feel um like I can be made to do so right but um so this little slogan saves my life it's do you want to be right or do you want to be happy how important is it for you to be right in this moment how important is it for me to be right about trains right uh I can be right about trains and fucking miserable because my husband's upset because I shoved like plugged his nose and made him swallow trains you know what I'm saying yeah and I or I can be happy with him and realize like I don't really give a shit about trains. And I think remembering you're on the same team, hopefully because it's such a heightened moment in your life, this is kind of as bad as it gets. And I think taking it as a blessing in disguise that you can uh, relearn how to communicate when things aren't right, maybe that will be a tool that will serve you moving forward. I also want to say, I would like to reframe that. I don't think buying a house is as bad as it gets. I think that this can be like a really fun opportunity if you decide to see it as the birth of a new chapter and you like make peace with the stress of the situation so that you can celebrate the milestone of buying a house because holy shit, hit that yellow button. Oh my gosh. Congratulations, you guys bought a fucking house. That's huge. But I am saying that just, I, I'm saying the worst because it also comes with no, I financial know. I burden. Know. Yeah, with no, fight. I know. It, like, yeah. it is such a huge strain, but it is also yeah. one of the best things you can do for yourself. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying reframe the strain yeah, because yeah. when you're living in, this is a fucking strain, it's like, oh, that's a lot to work through a clenched jaw. But it's like, oh, we bought a house. All of a sudden, it's a little bit like, oh, Thank God we spent that money. Like, yeah. oh my goodness, we're so blessed that we have this opportunity. Like, we, I, I was able to build something with my partner as opposed to just throw, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so I do think find the reframe, f- reframe, 
find the positive in both the stressors and the relationship and you know just sit your man down and say like listen baby i got your back i love you here have a popsicle I hope that helped a little bit, and we love all of you as well. We're going to run out of memory. We have to come back, though. And why? Because we have a cliffhanger from last week when we promised everybody we would talk about strokes, and I did the research. Okay. Okay, so last week we talked about the fact that our queen goddess, Haley Bieber, had passed a blood clot in her brain, Mm -hmm. and we talked about coming back to to discuss sort of like warning signs of strokes, and... Uh, because her stuff manifested as a stroke-like symptoms. Last week, I said a pulmonary embolism was a clot that goes through your heart. I'm wrong. That's your lungs. Pulmonary means lungs. Again, audience knows best. Thanks, guys. Um, Don't get any medical advice from us. I'm just reading things that I found on the internet about warning signs. I am not a fucking doctor. Which is also a dangerous place to start looking. I mean, I'm saying this could be useful information. Where else are you going to fucking look? But when I diagnose myself, whenever I have something wrong and I go to the internet to diagnose myself, it gets dark quick. Uh, I definitely agree with that. But I do think knowing some of these warning signs are a lot more beneficial than not. Well, this isn't diagnosing. This is warning signs. Yeah, these are warning signs. So... Uh, I just Googled signs you're having a stroke and what do you do? The first thing that popped up was sudden numbness or weakness in the face, arm or leg, especially on one side of the body. Sudden confusion, trouble speaking or difficulty understanding speech. Sudden trouble seeing in one or both eyes. Sudden trouble walking, dizziness, loss of balance or lack of coordination. But if you have all these things, what are you supposed to do? Because you can't drive. You can't like jump in your car. You're supposed to call 911. Oh, that. Okay. That makes sense. And then this is the. The follow-up is three things to do when someone is having a stroke. Call 911 immediately. That is the first thing. Time is of the essence. The sooner you call and get help, the sooner you get the help, the better. Right. Um, Two, note the time you first see symptoms so that you can tell a doctor when you first notice something that was going on so that they can know how long this has been going on. Mm -hmm. Because I was looking at time frames and it's like you can have warning signs up to a week before a major stroke. Wow. And you can have... Uh, symptoms lasting from one to five minutes or one to f- seven days. Wow. Like it's, there is no time like the present. Um, three, perform CPR if necessary. Four, do not let that person go to sleep or talk you out of calling 911. Do not give them medication, food, or drinks. Do not drive yourself or someone else to the emergency room. Um, and then there's another thing that came up called what is the fast test for a stroke and F-A-S-T. Each letter in F-A-S-T stands for something. F stands for face. Ask the person to smile. Does one side of the face drop? A, arms. Ask the person to raise both arms. Does one arm drift downward? S, speech. Ask the person to repeat a simple sentence. Are the words slurred? Um, T is for time. If the person shows any of these symptoms, time is important. Yeah. Oh, one thing I did look up is because I had heard in the past you're supposed to give a person an aspirin. A commonly asked question is like, can aspirin stop a stroke? And side effects and complications of taking daily aspirin include a stroke caused by a burst blood vessel. While daily aspirin can help prevent a clot-related stroke, it may increase the risk of a bleeding stroke. Mm. Uh, Hemorrhagic. So stroke. basically, if you f- have any of these symptoms, go bleeding. get checked out. If you have any of these symptoms, call the fucking police. Yeah. Get in an ambulance and go to the hospital. Wow. And I hope it's not a situation you have to find yourself in, but that is some hot information. Fast. 
And uh, thank you guys so much for watching and enjoying our show. We'll see you next week. We love you very much. Goodbye. And that's, and that's the, the sip. sip.